Newton, and I'm here with another episode of the Cape Girardeau Police Department podcast. This morning, we've got Jeremy Ford with KBSI Fox 23. And That's Jeremy J. Ford, Bobby. Oh, Jeremy J. Ford with KBSI <laughs> Fox 23 and Sasha Moore with KBSI Fox 23 with us today. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good. Pretty good. We want to talk a little bit about the importance of our relationship with the media outlets that we have here in Cape. I know we work really closely together. All three of us do for different incidents. Mm-hmm. How important is that to have that relationship? Well, I think first we want to give a big shout out to all of us at Fox 23 KBSI, along with KFES 12 and Withers Broadcasting, because we all work together. We all make it a point to have a very special relationship with law enforcement, because that's where we get the majority of our information. It's not about us. Yes, it's always a competition with anything. It's a competition to get the news out first, get it right, and make sure that you're giving the people what they want. But I think the most important part about it is making sure that you have the right details. So the importance of making sure that we have a relationship with law enforcement is making sure that we get the details correctly and then feed it to the community so that they're informed and aware of what's going on. Yeah, because that's where most of the people get their information from, is the news outlet. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, because, you know, it, it, it's it's weird because times have changed, right? Like before social media, before the internet, everyone was just looking at either the news or the newspaper. Definitely make sure we do that as well. Shout out to Southeast Missourian, making sure that they get that information. But the relationship that the reporters and the anchors and the producers and the editors all have to have with the police are crucial. That's crucial to getting that information because just because even if you saw something happen and it was next door to your house or on your block, that doesn't mean that you have all of the information. And the police's Mm -hmm. job, law enforcement's job is to gather that information so that as they're working to make sure that they get it right and they're able to piece things together, whether it's solving crimes or getting someone help. And then when they funnel it to us, we want to make sure that we get it right, because there's nothing worse than reporting whether it's someone's name is wrong or what happened wrong or things like that and having to retract it. But then bad information gets into the community. We've all played that telephone game. By the time it gets to the end, it's completely different. And for me, Bobby does really great of writing up a report and then I'm able to go in, look at that report and just kind of not copy and paste it, but go off of what he says. There's nothing that any of us as reporters, I feel like in our station, we do a really good job of keeping it straight to the fact we have to have that source. Yeah, and Jeremy, you brought up a really good point with social media nowadays. There's so many people that will drive by a scene and they start taking pictures or talking about what happened. In reality, they have no clue. Well, um, in reality, Bobby, you do know that if it was on the Internet, it's real. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but my point is, wait for the facts to come out, whether that be from our KPD Facebook page or if it's from a news outlet such as you guys, wait for those facts to come out before you start drawing conclusions of what occurred. And that's the hard part, Bobby, because 
people in general are impatient. I think whether it's law enforcement trying to solve a crime or reporters trying to put stuff together, it's really tough for people. Like, we really want to know what happened. That's our such and such, our friend, our relative, or whoever. They really want that information now. And the public has to understand that the police are working. They are trying to get it together. But if they start releasing and saying stuff that isn't true or stuff that they may have heard and things like that. I I think we have to realize that at times with crime and stuff, people's lives are at stake. Mm -hmm. And it takes time to get to the bottom of stuff. So the importance of patience and trusting law enforcement and trusting the community, your news outlet, trusting that they're trying to get the facts together because it could go haywire if they just start releasing stuff Mm -hmm. and then these people think this and these people think that. Even, like, we were just discussing this. There's an incident right now with a man here in Cape Girardeau, and we actually have a family member of his in our station. They were talking about, you know, they're seeing all this stuff online, and it's not true because she's personally involved with this situation. She knows these people, and she's related to them, and she's she knows that they're innocent. And online, you know, things go haywire, and people assume, and we run into that all the time. Yeah, and that's the last thing that we want to do as a police department or as a, a news outlet is get the wrong information out there or get information out there that's going to drag somebody through the mud mm-hmm. that doesn't need to be, you know, that is totally off the wall and false. That's why we like to gather all the information and get it to you guys so we can get it out. Mm-hmm. The primary goal is if there's an incident involving public safety, that is most important. If we have an active incident, whether it be you know an active shooter, unfortunately, or whatever it may be, we get that information to you guys as quickly as possible so that the public can be mm-hmm. made aware of what's, what's going on. Again, we may not have 100% of the facts at that time, but if there's a public danger, we want to get that information out there quick. Mm-hmm. But as journalists, we also understand that you guys as law enforcement also understand that public safety is also, on the other hand, the community. We often run into times where people don't want to talk. They're afraid of their personal safety. So that also become a gray area, which is, of course, why law enforcement has set up anonymous tip lines right. and things like that. So the public can feel safe and comfortable at their home, in their own community, in their own neighborhood, with sharing information that they may not want to share publicly. That also makes a big difference. We often run into times where something happens and there's people around that saw what happened. Maybe they just can't talk at, at that moment. So public safety also falls in that realm where we would like for them to be able to share in other ways so that law enforcement can do their job and journalists can also do theirs. Yeah. You guys kind of run the same role as what officers do. You're gathering the facts. Yeah. It, it, and it's kind of a kind of a hand in hand and a kind of a backup deal. But what we also understand is that we in no way, because I've been in that situation a couple times, we in no way want to hinder your investigation. Right. And we also sometimes we hear stuff that you guys don't hear or vice versa. Someone may be apt to want to speak to us and right. not you guys are and there's times that we may be on the background getting information that you guys didn't know so we oh. have to share information i'm always texting bobby the gossip yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> any any time and every time yeah. 
Yeah, so, but out of respect, we also know that we can't always share sources and names yeah. as right. well. The public should feel free to give us information. Also feel free to withhold who you are. Yeah, that's what, what I was about name. to say. Same with you guys, mm-hmm. just like with us. If you want to remain anonymous, by all means, mm-hmm. do so. As long as the information gets out and gets to the right individuals, we don't care where it came from. As long as know. it helps with the investigation. Yeah. Backtracking, being out to a call, we're working hand in hand. I've been out on a couple calls where there's been a shooting and I'm there with you. When I'm out there, it is really scary, but I know that Bobby or fellow officers, they have my back. They tell me what what's safe and where to go, who and who not to interact with. And, and you don't even live in that community. Mm-hmm. No. Imagine the individuals that live in that community or work in that community every day, yeah. and then we're asking them, hey, mm-hmm. tell as us who this I is. Tell up, us, you know. They immediately yeah. get scared. And I completely understand that, and I respect that. But at the same time, it's a community effort. Mm-hmm. Any type of crime that's occurring, it takes a community to stand up, be involved, and say, we're not putting up with it. Well, you would think that you would want your community to be safe. Yeah. I mean, you live in this home and if stuff is happening next door, let's say you have children, you don't want them to be around certain things. Right. And it's interesting how times have changed because growing up, parents knew my friends, dads, moms, grandmas. So if you did something in our neighborhood, oh, everybody, you know, knew about everybody knew it. about Facebook it. Facebook didn't, didn't even exist. Didn't then. even exist, right? <laughs> and not only that, you got whoopings by everybody in the neighborhood. Yeah. So it was kind of a community policing yeah right now it's just a little different people just don't want to talk or they don't want to say things but bullets don't have a name right so if they're shooting at the car next door or the people next door those bullets could hit you too i can't tell you how many incidents we worked where stray bullets have went into another apartment or into another vehicle wasn't even the intended target but like you said they don't have a name they're going to go where they want to go and the guys doing it don't exactly have shooter training or sniper training (laughs) so so I, i my point is in that in those instances it's important for the community to stand up and share with law enforcement or journalists so that the problems in their community can be rectified so the kids can play in the neighborhood and grow up the way I did, ride bikes and have fun and play basketball on the street without being, and stay out after dark in the neighborhood to where you know that nothing's going to happen. I also want to say as a reporter, you know, you're going out there on the field and everything and people get mad at you just for being there. As a reporter, I'm just doing my job. If you don't want to talk, you don't have to talk. If you don't want to be on TV, you can say like, I don't want to be on TV, but you don't have to be angry with me about it. Right. Yeah. And, and I've been to a lot of scenes with you all along with KVS 12, you yeah. know, all the media outlets. I've been on a lot of scenes and I can honestly say our media in this area, they're respectful. They're very yeah. respectful. Every one of them. They're not going to do something that's going to jeopardize somebody or jeopardize the investigation. You guys work very well with us. We work well with y'all. And then you guys are also respectable out in the community. Yeah. Anytime somebody comes to me with a concern, or anything. I always tell, or like if they say something that they don't want to put on TV, I tell them every time, like if there's something you don't want out there, tell me and I will not put it out there yeah. because it, I'll get in trouble. Well, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people may not realize that most of that interview mm-hmm. is it's, not live. Yeah. It's recorded. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I've been doing this almost a year now and I think I've sat in on two live 
interviews. It yeah. just doesn't happen that often. No. Most Going of that, live is scary. It is. It is. It gets your heart <laughs> racing a little bit. But no, most of that's recorded, so talk to you guys. Well, I'm fine with it. Yeah, he, you know, he I, loves going live. I, and I'm okay with on the scene and stuff, but you know, don't don't run up on me, though. Right. Don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't run up on me. I, I play yeah. a journalist on TV. People... People do get aggressive. They get aggressive, and I don't play none of that. I shut all that down because I don't come at people aggressively, and I don't grab people and just throw a mic in their face. I try to talk to them. But it's similar to what you deal with. Law enforcement will pull somebody over, and they jump out aggressively, and you have the fight or flight one or two choices to either try to de-escalate and sometimes you see quickly that there's no way, so then you have to elevate. Now, I tend to do the same. If I'm doing my job and people just sometimes say, what are you doing here? And blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm not good with don't that. Don't be filming uh, my house. Yeah. And I'm that's not, the I'm other thing. That. A lot of people don't know that if we are on a public street or a sidewalk, we are allowed to record whatever yeah. we want. And now, if you're going to come up to me and say, please don't record my house. Exactly. I'm not going to record your house. Even if you're mean about it, I'm right. not going to do it. But when you come up on me talking about, yeah. well, hold on, you don't, not me. Don't do not yeah. do it. Don't do that. Because yeah. no. that's not going to end well, well. You know, at the end of the day, just like us, we have a job to do. Yeah. We're going to do our job. Yep. Right. Or we're going to make some people mad along the way. I'm sure we mm-hmm. will. Oh, yeah. But, but imagine how many people you would make mad if you didn't do your job. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's so- the other thing. A couple months ago, we had a wreck. I quoted Bobby quote by quote, and somebody commented. They were like, that officer wasn't even there. A lot of people don't know that you're the police information officer, right. too. So any info goes straight through Bobby. Yep. And Bobby's our source. Mm-hmm. Of getting the facts straight. Yeah, I get uh, plenty of emails and text messages <laughs> and phone calls every day. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I like to escape, you know, to my hunting area so that I can uh, oh, yeah. de stress and no cell phone service and nobody can get a hold of me. And like us, I always tell people don't read the comments. Right. Yes. Yeah. Don't read the comments. <laughs> yeah. Don't. They don't know you. Do, yeah. They don't, don't read them. Media is a whole new ball game yeah, it, nowadays. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. And, and there's so many, like you mentioned, Facebook and Twitter. And Facebook warriors. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, individuals that want to get out there and I don't know what you even call them. I mean, they're not really freelancers. They just well, like yeah, getting in know, the middle of stuff, I guess. It's funny because today, you know, a lot of people – want to be street journalists and things like that and like you said it is kind of a freelance thing and and i understand it like like i say if the that shooting happened next door to your house you were there first you're breaking that news before law enforcement before media even gets there and you're saying i know what happened i saw ttnm shoot and you're basically given a play-by-play before journalists before media before Law enforcement even gets there. So you're you're breaking news and, and, and you're helping. Then the public should come back to law enforcement or to the media outlets to make sure that the information is correct. Because yeah. we know you There's nothing that. wrong with the breaking news for a freelancer. Mm-hmm. The problem is on the back end, once they continue to try yeah. and follow up with it right. and they don't have the facts, they're, they're just a witness. And they here, know what they saw at that time. Yeah, here's another thing I wanted to say about breaking news. It's kind of funny how it works because as soon as we hear it on the scanner, we are contacting you, but the situation could change within five minutes. Right. So people could read something that we post, but then it changes and they're like, wait a minute, hold on. That's not what you said. Well, the situation changes because you don't know what's happening until you're there. And we can't say anything until you tell us. Right. <laughs> Because I don't want to tell you guys something yeah. and it 
change or yeah. be wrong yep. because, again, I'm getting my information from the guys that are on Frontline working mm-hmm. that incident. And we can't – this is another thing that just recently popped up, too. There's an investigation ongoing right now. Even our boss was telling us, hey, let's keep updates. Let's keep updates. Get more updates on this. And we call you and you're like, eh, still under investigation. Yeah. And that's all that we can post. Yeah. And people are like, we want to know more. Well, we don't have any more. Unless we get it from the person, family it's affecting or police right. or a company, we can't. There's Everything's got to be say. confirmed yep. before we put it out there. Because like I said, there's nothing worse than retracting a story. Because oh, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, I, I had, hate doing I that. had to retract one a uh, month ago or so whenever yeah. all the vehicles were stolen. And then my guys are telling me, yeah, we've got six of the seven recovered. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently there's some miscommunication there. And it was after I'd put yep. it out. I'm like, well, here we go. So, yep. well, but, we but it wasn't that big a deal. It happens. And, and we know. don't always get it right. right. Like We always just ask the public <laughs> to bear with us and work with mm-hmm. us as we're trying to get information out to them the best that we can. Mm-hmm. You know, and you guys are doing the same. Jeremy, you got a little bit of background with KPD, don't you? Yeah, well, there's a lot of history here, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, K. Gerardo boy. Yeah, we moved down here from St. Louis when I was a kid. You know, it's funny because my, my dad's job was here, and he retired from Cape Gerardo Police Department. And then, like, I leave and go off to college. I'm in Chicago and Los Angeles, and I come back, and, like, half my high school buddies are working at Police department. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You know, it's kind of funny. So I, I've always had, and, and it's interesting that I end up becoming a journalist and working directly with police. I never really thought about law enforcement. Well, one time I had a, <laughs> had a friend, uh, I'll tell you this story, I had a friend that said, let's be cops. You know, kind of said, let's be cops. He was former uh, military. And I said, well, how's this going to work out? And he's like, well, I have a plan. We will just, and this is when we were in Los Angeles because the police department was paying a lot. Right. And he's like, well, we just go to the police academy and then we go out on the force. And in the beginning, when we're just learning, we get injured and then we just work the desk. (laughs) And I was like, okay, but what about when you're out there? And he was like, well, when we're out there, we'll just, you know, you do a few months out in the field. And I said, okay, well, I can't do that. And he said, why? And I said, because today they shoot back. (laughs) Like, like this isn't like the old school, like the cops said it. Right. Mm -hmm. This is, this is not... Yeah. Fun. This yeah. is not Real a life. joke. So, so yeah. So I ended up being a journalist instead. I will say this. You know, in those times, I think that we still have to trust the police. I never thought or worried about whether or not my father was going to make it back home. Right. Um, times were different. Communities policed as well as the police policed back then. Now we just watch our area change. And I always say that people tend to act like because it is the you know largest city in between Memphis and St. Louis, but people tend to think that this is the big city right i just wish that people would understand like it doesn't work that way if you did it first of all somebody's talking Mm -hmm. because you put it on facebook or social media and you basically told on yourself or you bragged about it um and i'll tell you the thing my dad used to always tell me he used to always say we know what's going on we're just waiting to get all the facts in a row to be able to go do something about it but people talk And I just don't understand the idea that you can do this stuff and get away with it. And people don't know because people know your aunts, your uncles, your parents, your grandma. They knew where you grew up and they know everything about it. And people tend to think they can come from the surrounding areas and come here and do stuff as well. It doesn't work that way. Uh, You will get caught. You know, Mm -hmm. you will. And sometimes police already know they're just waiting 
to for catch that right evidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and I wish people would understand that. Like, you're caught, but you're not caught yet. You're just, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just not in custody. Right. Yep. But yeah. You're already caught. Yeah. Yep. So I just wish that people would take a second to think before they do crimes, because that one two minutes or thirty seconds can get you 30 years. Yeah. It's not worth it. And you had a very good point, too, about how the community used to police themselves. I wish, and, you know, that's one of the goals we're working back towards with CAPE, Mm -hmm. is the community coming together. You guys were a major asset to the National Night Out that we hosted earlier this year. phenomenal. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, that was the idea behind it, is just getting that community back together Mm -hmm. and getting people to realize, I live here. Mm -hmm. I should take responsibility of where I live. I will say, and Jeremy's told me that plenty of times because sometimes I'll go out for a crime and I'm like nobody's talking to me they told me to get out of their yard get out of their neighborhood and Jeremy's like well it's because they don't want to be involved in it because then they're gonna be a people are gonna yeah they're gonna be a target yeah. then. and I get that I think that's how the world has changed now the, well, the, the, the thing is though we've got more people in our community that want to do good mm-hmm. than what they want to do bad and if they would realize that if we all take a stand against you know the we'll just use easy numbers the 10 of us take a stance against this one person that wants to do bad mm-hmm. we're going to win well i think you kind of touched on it national night out was bringing the community together mm-hmm. um which is very positive and the next step is there used to be a thing called neighborhood watch where neighborhoods need to come together and if neighborhoods come together along with within the community change can happen as well If neighborhoods start, even if it's a once a month meeting to talk about the abandoned house that we need to talk to the city about because there's bad activity there or something as simple as people speed down the street when kids are playing. Mm -hmm. Let's see if the city will help us put up slow down signs or just different things like that. Or just get in to know who your neighbors are so that whenever they go on vacation, you can watch watch your house. Yeah. So that doesn't happen anymore. People don't move into the community and people knock on their door and bring cookies and brownies and donuts or whatever now it's like i don't know who they are right so people hide in their house like they hear their doorbell ring and they're like oh yeah i gotta hide yeah. <laughs> and that happens often now but i think the neighborhoods have to come together and if the neighborhoods come together along with the community to help combat crime within their infrastructure definitely that's a great place for them to start to help kind of cool things off because people have to understand that crimes are happening in some prominent areas that they never thought people see an opportunity and you know what if you don't want to come together if you don't want to get with your neighbors that's fine i I mean people are reclusive now that's fine take that extra effort to get your ring doorbell take that extra effort to get some type of surveillance around your property so that maybe you can help if something happens across the street you've got video surveillance that you could turn over to help solve a crime because if it happened next door, if it happened across the street, it happened in your neighborhood, sooner or later it could happen at your house. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. Thank you guys very much. Is there anything else you want to add? There's one more thing I want to add. Quick discussion before we get out of here. Yep. Press releases are important. And that's not just from local law enforcement. That's from anyone doing anything in the community. Always feel free to send us a press release if it's positive. I tell Bobby, like I tell everyone, all the police departments, you know I have to come when it's bad, so be sure and call me when it's good. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to not just get the information right, but get all the information. You know, you guys are hiring, you guys are doing raises, and an officer won an award. Going out in the community to do this event, that's just as positive to me and newsworthy as covering that homicide or that robbery or that car accident. The main connection between journalists and law enforcement is 
keeping a very positive attitude and a great working relationship so that we can funnel the information to the public so that they can always be in the know of what's happening around them. And if somebody wanted to send some information to you all, what is the best way for them to do that? News at KBSI23.com. There you go. Yep. So. Or get a hold of one of us on our media profiles or comment on yeah. our Facebook posts. Because <laughs> we're always trying Reading to get those. more information. <laughs> we're always trying to get news tips. We're yep. always trying to – and it's not – always just to tell a story it's to tell a story right or to help someone right and to put the information out there in a manner to where people are informed mm-hmm. perfect all right well thank you all very much i know you all have a busy schedule just as i do so thank you thanks for coming in yep thank, thank you, you so much if you enjoyed this episode make sure you follow along on spotify podbean amazon music and many other outlets so you can catch the latest episode thanks for listening